Hey, 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 welcome to It's Me, Michelle Castro, the podcast where I'm committed to normalizing those uncomfortable conversations and topics from a biblical perspective. Let's get started. Oh, friends, I am so excited for, gosh, the last year and a half, maybe more, maybe even since the beginning, I have shared about this woman. I have shared her books. I have shamelessly plugged them and I don't earn a dime off of it. And I will continue to plug her because she's amazing. And it's not her that's amazing. It's how she's getting access to each of us and opening our eyes to praying the scriptures. Yes, today I have the privilege of sharing my new friend, Jody Burnt with you. It was the sweetest conversation. We just sat back. My goal in every interview I do, I always tell people I love it just to be super conversational. Imagine that we are sitting at a coffee shop and we are just chatting. And that's what we're doing today. And I I just can't wait. I'm so excited. I will link everything for you in the show notes. But in short, Jody is a wife and a mom to four grown kids. She's a grandma, I think to two, maybe three. I'm not exactly sure. But she has she has been known as the author who writes Praying the Scriptures. And her latest book is Praying the Scriptures for Your Marriage. And if you've been listening at all, you know that the Lord has put a huge burden on my heart for one, my own marriage, first and foremost, and two, to encourage each of you in your marriage. So We spend a good amount of our time talking about the importance of intimacy in our marriages. Shocker. Imagine that. But it's a sweet conversation, and I just pray that you walk away encouraged. And if you are not married, there's there's certainly so much that you can glean from this about praying the scriptures and the importance of praying straight from God's word. I was talking with the women that I am, am privileged to serve with at my... Uh, mom's group table. And we were talking about going through a book or some sort of study after, after I had talked on intimacy. And all of a sudden it hit me. Yes, there's great books out there. And I'm not knocking any books that are, have been written and that are um, biblical, have a biblical perspective. But God's word. There is so much to be taken from God's word. It is profitable for everything, right? And too often, I know for myself, I turn to another book other than God's word because I just, I don't know how to get everything out of God's word. And so when I was talking to my my ladies, my, I don't know what to call them, the, the moms at my table, um, we decided that, you know what, we're just going to go through this book, Praying the Scriptures for Your Marriage, because it takes us right back. Back to God's word, period. And so if you're struggling and just wondering, gosh, what should I be doing? I promise you, Jody has something for you. If you're like, I don't know if I want to go through that way, get her praying the scriptures or abiding. It's like 31 days to abiding in God's word. And it takes you 31 days, 31 devotionals, if you will. You can read the little blurb, the little stories that I love. I think they're amazing. Or you can skip right to the Bible verses. On her um, website, she has down free downloadable calendars that you can print out. And on you know today, it was about honoring your parents. And so I was praying that because I printed out the one that's praying the scriptures for your teens. 
so that it's applicable to everybody. I pray it for my daughter's boyfriend. I pray those verses that are applicable for my husband, for myself, for like whoever comes to mind, I pray that scripture for them. And it just starts opening up God's word in a way that um, I don't think we're aware of. I know I haven't always been aware of. And it's just made me so much... Um, as I, as I even do my personal Bible study in the morning and I feel the Holy Spirit impress something on my heart, I pray that scripture. I'm trying to be so much better about not just writing that scripture out, but praying that scripture as it applies to, maybe it's not just to me, but to my family and whatnot. Anyways, without further ado, I am going to um, just take us right into my conversation And if you hold on at the very end, I'm going to share some things that are coming up uh, with the podcast and what we're going to do in November and just some fun things. So take a listen to this conversation. I hope it ministers to you and encourages your heart and then stick around so I can give you a little update on what's going on this month. Well, hello, friends. I am super excited. Like literally, it's been on my calendar for since we scheduled this to um, have Jody Burnt on the podcast today. Actually, I should say, am I pronouncing your last name correctly? Yes, perfect. Yep. Oh, Jody Burnt. Thank you. Oh, good. Oh, good. I have shared your books with anybody and everybody who (laughs) will listen, even if it like doesn't really apply, but I'm like, oh no, you got to get one of her books. And I think I have all of your books except for praying the, praying the scriptures for the adult children. Okay. Yeah. Cause I have a 20 year old and, oh, there you go. um, but before we go too far, will you just tell my listeners a little bit about you and how you got started in this? Yeah. Area? Well, um, thank you so much. I, um, am a mom, a wife, a grandmom. um, Let's see. I did not intend to be a book writer. I just knew when we had four kids in six years that I needed a lot of help. And um, God was so good. I would pray and talk to him about different things. And I felt like he really was helping me. And I reached out to other parents. I said, okay, what are you praying about? What is God doing? And long story short, that those kind of questions uh, turned into a book called Praying the Scriptures for Your Children. And then as my kids got a little bit older um, and started doing the teen things, you know, the dating, the driving, sometimes the drinking and just the different life that you go through when you are in that season, I thought, oh my goodness, I need to keep praying about a whole nother list of issues. I mean, we can certainly pray for our children's character and their faith and their salvation and their friendships at every age, but there were definitely some distinctly teen issues. So I wrote Praying the Scriptures for Your Teens, and then you can imagine um, they got older and right now, actually all my kids are between, I don't know, ages, maybe 26 and 32, 33. Um, and they're all married, but, um, I did praying the scriptures for your adult children. And then I kept hearing from people saying, well, what about me? Um, do you have anything I can pray for myself, my life, my dealing with fear, anxiety, uh, aging, uh, you know, knowing what to do with my money, any of that. And so praying the scriptures for your life came out in, I think, 2021. Um, and then most recently, as you said, praying the scriptures for your marriage, because I think that we can all use God is a God of love and he wants us to enjoy love in the context of this very beautiful and important relationship and to bring him into that conversation. So that's where praying the scriptures for your marriage came from. 
Oh, and I love it. My husband and I have been going through it little bits and pieces here and there. And I thought he'd kind of just want to like cut straight to the scriptures, like read that, you know, like, let's just pray through those. And sometimes we do, but a lot of times he's like, no, no, no. I want to hear like, what is the, because each section starts with like a little story, a little blurb, um, it, you know, sets it up and really illustrates it so beautifully your point and then goes straight to scripture and I think too often as a believer, we're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. All scriptures inspired by God. Yes, we know that. <laughs> but how do I pray? Yeah. Yeah. And how you simplified that. Well, I, you know, I did it because honestly, um, I needed it. Like yeah. I know God's word is powerful. And for years I had like, okay, this is my Bible reading. And then over here is my prayer time. Totally. And I don't know, somewhere along the way, more than 20 years ago, um, the Holy Spirit was just like, hey, this is one and the same. Because as you read your Bible, you begin to discover what God thinks about things. You can allow God's word to shape your desires for yourself, for your kids, for your marriage, for your friendships. And then guess what? You can pray it. That's exactly what Jesus is talking about in John 15 when he says, if you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. And he's not telling us that just to kind of get us to slap a Bible verse on something so we can get what we want from God. I think what he's saying there, because in the next verse, he says, this is to my father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. What Jesus wants for us, what God wants for us is to be living lives that make a difference. People, people of impact with productive fruit bearing lives and relationships. And the way we do that is to immerse ourselves, soak ourselves in scripture, in God's words. And again, let those words shape our longings, our desires, and ultimately our prayers. And then as we pray, we can know we're praying according to God's will. And his word, Isaiah tells us, does not go out and come back empty. It always accomplishes the purposes for which it's sent. So I have really loved that as a prayer uh, approach, a prayer strategy of of not separating like Bible on one side and prayer on another, but really lumping them both together as a life-changing practice. Absolutely. Amen. Amen to all of that. And (laughs) I feel like it simplifies it too, because, and I feel like I pray so much more effectively because if I'm praying myself, I'm like, oh dear Lord, please help me with blah, 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 or this situation or, and I'm like grappling that I'm like, wait, your scripture is so clear. It's so clear and so specific. And there's not any reason why I need to hold back. Like you want to hear all of them, all of our anxieties, all of our worries, all of our fears, Mm -hmm. everything. You want to hear all of it. And I specifically love the one, this newest book on marriage, because we know that our marriages are under attack Mm -hmm. big time. I'm getting ready actually to speak to our mom's group at our church on Wednesday and share a little bit just of our marital journey, which has been uh, pretty much mirrored like Vesuvius at times. And um, (laughs) I can laugh about it now, but as you're in the midst of it and you feel like you're all alone and you don't really know what to pray for and just to be able to have this resource and say, gosh, Lord, thank you for my husband even he's not perfect. And guess what? I'm not perfect either. And to have really specific ways to pray for our marriages, growing in kindness. Before we started, I I was telling you how I was praying through um, the chapter on friends, 
having, you know, finding friends as adults. It's hard, right? It is hard. It is hard. And yet that's something I love what you said right a minute or so ago that God cares about all of these things and he wants to hear it. And there's not a need that we're going to face in our marriages or in our parenting or any of life that he hadn't already thought of and provided for in scripture. And I mean, as you and I were talking about friends and you were sharing how that had been a longing of yours and God had provided a couple that you enjoyed spending time with. I mean, first John three, verse 18, you can turn that little verse into a really simple prayer. Give us friends who will love, not just with words, but also with actions, you know, and that is the kind of friend that we want to have and the friend we want to be. We won't, don't want to just say, Hey, yeah, let's get together. You know, let's really get together or Hey, yeah, I care about you. Let's really care. Let's show that in the way we support one another, love one another, ask hard questions to one another. You know, those are, those are the kind of friendships that we want to develop. Absolutely. And when we talk, I feel like we throw verses around. I was raised in a Christian home and not just like we went to church on Sundays, like my parents modeled Christian living. And there's definitely, I'm so grateful for that. But as a, if we can even call it a downside, as a downside of it is we hear so much scripture so often and it almost becomes like white noise. Right. Mm-hmm. And we're just like, oh yeah, all scripture's profitable. You know, iron sharpens iron. And we and we've got all of these things, but we don't really understand it until we start praying it. And we yes. start seeing the Holy Spirit transforming first our hearts and then those around us. And I I just I can't go back enough and be like, if it's like how to pray for dummies, like look up, <laughs> what do you want? And and to be perfectly honest, sometimes I'll be like, babe, what do you want to pray about? He's like, um, sex. And I'm like, oh, well, because we've got a whole chapter on that. Yes. Well, and I love that you're bringing your husband into the mix, because I think for a lot of women, you know, we want to pray and uh, it just feels awkward to do that with our spouse. And certainly that was Robbie's and my story. Um, He is a believer, but his prayer style is so different than mine. He doesn't keep a prayer journal. He can remember what he prayed for. I need to be able to write it down on the page so I know where I'm going and, and what God has done. Um, he likes to pray silently in his head. I'm super comfortable praying out loud. So for us, praying together is a little bit of a dance, a dynamic awkwardness, but we have found that even if we can just do that snippet of a, a, you know a minute or two in the morning, in the afternoon, in the evening, anytime, just taking hands. And on my website, I have the calendar that goes with this book. You're talking about these little easy chunks, you know, prayer for dummies. People can download 31 days of prayer for your marriage. We have it on our refrigerator and we will just walk by it and say it is the 26th day of the month. And I'm just, you know, pulling that out of thin air, but there's a prayer on that day for generosity. It says, may we do good being rich in good deeds, generous and willing to share. You're like, okay, that's first Timothy six, verse 18. Mm -hmm. And we might not have even thought about being generous that day, whether it's with our finances or even with our words toward one another. But that very discipline of just spending a minute or two um, together where we say, okay, Lord, you know, make us rich in good deeds, make us generous, make us willing to share, equip us to be people, spouses who do good to one another and to our family and our community. And that, I mean, really, you can be brand new to prayer, or you can have been praying your entire life and something like that is transformational. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and <laughs> I mean, like, I just want to say amen. Hallelujah. Like <laughs> it is so transformational and, and what it does for you and your spouse together, even if you're not praying with 
your spouse. Maybe you guys are in contention. There's something going on there, but the Lord is transforming your heart. The Holy Spirit is working in your heart. And all of a sudden you can be praying with different eyes because really the point of it is as much as I want to pray to change my husband in certain things, like the Holy Spirit needs to change my selfish heart first and foremost. And when I'm praying those things, all of a sudden we start seeing things in a different way. And I find myself, no joke, later in the day, something will happen. I'd be like, wait a second. I just prayed about that this morning. Yes. And the Lord, either he, I'm so much more aware of it because now it's on my heart and mind, or he's like, no, no, you actually prayed for this. So here we go. Like right, this is right. what we're going to do. And I would even say he prompted you to pray about that. He knew what you'd be coming up against and that he has access to your heart and, you know, gets you to think and you're obedient and surrendered to him. And so you bring him into that conversation even before the day begins. I love that. I love Absolutely. That. Absolutely. Well, I, I, I want to talk to you for like hours and hours on, on all of this because I have just so appreciated. Um, I think I started with the teen child and I have three daughters. So you can imagine the comments I get from people <laughs> like, oh my goodness, wait till they're teenagers. So I have a 2017 and a 13 year old. And I will say the teen years, the Lord has been very gracious. They're sweet girls, but oh. they're still sinners. And well, aren't we all at every right. age? <laughs> yes, we are. That is true. My poor sinner daughters are raised by sinner parents and it creates a combustion of sinfulness yeah. on a regular basis. And just sometimes I feel flustered at too, like, what do I even like, what is it that I even need to pray? And so just to be able to have a resource to pull and kind of flip through the you know, your table of contents and be like, okay, this might not be exactly it, but gosh, it's going to be better that I praise, you know, about this than nothing at all. Sure. Yeah. And like you, I think when I was younger and I was praying, a lot of my prayers got repetitive and kind of the same old thing, you know, bless me with this or help me with that. And I think when we use scripture, it opens up a whole new world of topics we hadn't thought to pray for or ways that, um, you know, our prayers become more rich and powerful and all encompassing when we do that. And I love that your husband likes the stories too, because that was something I really wanted in, in all of the books is yeah. to give people a, a, an awareness that they're not alone. You know, you're not the only one who um, is having in-law troubles. You're not the only one who's fighting over finances. You're not the only one for whom intimacy, physical intimacy is a struggle. And so I was able, thanks be to God, to interview couples about all of these issues and they shared their stories very vulnerably very candidly some of the stories are are really painful of um, infidelity and betrayal and that kind of thing um and not everything is a tidy little bow you know as christians we want it to be wrapped up in five pages and you know the story was great and some of them the stories are still unfolding and people are still trusting but I'll tell you what, inviting prayer in and, you know, tell this to your husband if he wants to read the sex chapter again, I will tell you that um, one of the side benefits that researchers have found when couples pray together is better sex. You know, it gives you a greater sense of satisfaction in your own relationship. It gives you a better sense of emotional well-being, creates that connection and that intimacy reinforces the idea that you're on the same team. So all of those things, and that's not, I'm not speaking from a Christian perspective when I say that, you know, secular researchers have found these things to be true. And then of course, as Christians, we know it even goes beyond that because when we pray with one another, when we invite God into the mix, that frees us up from feeling like it's all on us 
to know how to be forgiving, to know how to be kind, to know how to, you know, extend grace, any of, any of that, we can say, I, I can't, but I can come to you, Lord, and through your Holy Spirit, you can work that in me. And so I just feel like, you know, prayer is the way we just trade panic for peace. It's a way we get rid of anxiety, frustration, fear, all of those yucky things, and invite God in to change us and allow our, our homes to be a climate where love can really flourish. Yeah, absolutely. I love this chapter on enjoying good sex because <laughs> it's really something the Lord has worked on me on. I grew up, you know, I'm 50 now. And so grew up in the seventies and eighties and very much a product of that purity culture. In yeah. fact, Francie Winslow um, was probably the first podcast I had ever listened to that spoke yeah. to me. Oh, I was like, oh my goodness gracious. And in the last, I would say six months, I've probably used the word intimacy and sex more than I ever have in the first 40, <laughs> 49 and a half years of my life. And just this realization that, wait a second, God, everything God created is good. And that would be my marriage, my, in, the intimacy and sex within my marriage. And then just to be able to like, how do we pray for that? You know, and, and when I go through your chapter, it's chapter 10 in your book and read through those, it's so beautiful that, it, you know, the world and Satan is what has distorted and destroyed and perverted sex and intimacy. And when I look through just these 10 verses, which are just the tip of the iceberg of what God has shared in his word, I think what a beautiful thing. And how dare I be the one that distort that or perpetuate that distortion of it. And um, just to be able to have those tangible things to pray for. And of course, my husband's like, yes, let's pray for that. Keep praying for that. Yeah, like, absolutely. Okay. And I love that you mentioned Francie Winslow. I actually interviewed her for that chapter because um, she is just such a great resource in this area. But she talked me through a lot of how she approaches intimacy. You know, she's a, got a bunch of kids. She's got a podcast. She's a writer. She is busy, busy. And so that is not always the first thing on her mind. And she, you know, I learned from her about praying, about spending time um, sort of quieting your heart, preparing your heart, talking to the Lord. And we might be so embarrassed to think about doing that with something like sex. And yet God is like, no, no, no. I want you to delight in one another. I invented this. I think it is good. And you can talk to me about it and pray about it. And believe it or not, I'm interested in providing those answers and, and knitting you all together because he knows in that, in that connection point, in that um, intimacy, it's so much more than that physical union. You know, it's, it's a spiritual thing that's happening. So yeah, I love that. Completely. And as you know, as we said, uh, the enemy, Satan wants nothing more than just destroy our marriages. And if he can get there mm -hmm. to that component, and if we can, women, we're tired, we're, it might not be the first thing that we're thinking about. And, but if we can bathe that in prayer and, and, you know, I say it, sex is not going to um, save your marriage necessarily, but it certainly is a, a point of protection. If sure. we are having that intimacy um, which goes beyond sex. Like it's beyond that specifically. Yeah. It, there's so much that's in, in that. And I love what Francie is doing and it has ministered so much to my heart. And I loved hearing her on or hearing you on her podcast. And, um, I have reached out to her to actually have her on here as well, because I just love 
the message that she is sharing. And for those of us who grew up in this purity culturing and have kind of a little bit of trauma from that all meant well, like I'm for it. I'm all for abstinence, but um, it can breed a, a wrong view. Yeah. And, yeah. A wrong and we can say, okay, I've spent my whole life trying to not think about it, not do it, you know, be, you know, don't let it affect me. Abstinence, abstinence. And all of a sudden you're married and you're supposed to be like, click. It's supposed to be, you know, super sex pot girl. And you're going, wait a minute, you know, where, where's the transition? And so you're right. We need, and, totally. and we need God to enter into that with us. So absolutely. I just surveyed a, a few women and it's sad, but a hundred percent of them said they've struggled with intimacy it, mm-hmm. at one point, either struggle and still struggle or have at some point. Mm-hmm. And it really comes back down to one, a wrong view of biblical intimacy and to this embarrassment that they should know what yeah. to do and, and how to handle this. And again, I, I firmly believe that Satan wants us to sit in this state of aloneness and yeah. uncomfortability and embarrassment, whatever it is, uh, you know, yeah. whatever struggles we're going through, he loves that isolation because it puts our focus on us instead of on the Lord. And that's where I come back again to each of your books, um, being a way to take our eyes and our focus off of ourselves and do it in, even if you just want to skip straight to the scriptures, you know, you know, I'm struggling with, you know, having fun in my marriage. Okay. How do we, how do we talk about that or protecting my marriage? Like, how do I pray about those things with your husband, without, without him? Um, it's such a great resource. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. And I don't want people to feel alone. You know, that you said that with sex, you're like, am I the only one that like this, but any of those issues, you know, you're not the only one who's got in-law issues. You're not the only one who loses your temper. You're not the only one who finds it hard to forgive. And that's why, again, I was so grateful to the couples who shared their stories with me, walked me through what it looked like to specifically go to God, to pray, and then to see him work. And And again, finding these verses, you're right. That's the strength of the book. I would say to anybody, yes, read the book, get the stories. But if the only thing you did was grab a couple verses out of the end of each chapter and begin talking to God with them, that's where the real power is. Amen. Amen. Jody, I just adore you. And I'm so grateful for your ministry because it has ministered to me so much. And I mean, I just bought, I just sent a book, you're praying the scriptures for your life. I just sent it to a friend who's in the midst of a divorce. Mm -hmm. And I was like, here, go through that. Um, I was like, do I send her the marriage one? I'm like, how about we start with life, you know, and let's see what the Lord does there. Um, Just bought one for my friend who's having some trouble with her adult son like it's, it's perfect for everybody. So oh, thank you. Thank you. You are so welcome. Where can everyone find you? Well, um, I would invite people to check me out at jodyburnt.com, my website. And my favorite thing there are the resources, things like the prayer calendars for your teens, your children, your adult children, your life, your marriage, you know, to just download those for free to get yourself started praying, even without having the book in hand. Um, And yeah, folks can also find uh, books, links to the different retailers. Um, I do a blog, although right now I'm on kind of a sabbatical break, but about once a month, I like to send out a newsletter with some encouragement, some prayers, that kind of thing. So folks can sign up for that if they want. But anyway, I appreciate you having me on so much. Thank you.
Well, it has been a joy and I'm so glad it worked out. So thank you even on your sabbatical for taking a little bit of time <laughs> out of yeah. your day. I appreciate it's that. It's a so pleasure. Much. It's a pleasure. Thank you, Michelle. You are so welcome. Okay. Wasn't that amazing? I just love Jody. You can so see her heart and her passion to share how to pray the scriptures. And really, she makes it so simple. I don't know about you, but if I thought praying the scriptures, I'd be like, oh my gosh, I don't even know where to start. And I love that she just breaks it down. And if you have one of her books, because I've shared them so many times before, or if you haven't yet, um, I just love the simplicity of it all. And like I'm looking at the praying the scriptures for your marriage and how she has just these different topics, fulfilling your perfect purpose, leaving and cleaving, growing in kindness, so many different things that you can just be like, oh man, we're struggling with this. I'm going to pray this right now. Um, And you can go straight to those verses. But I told you that I was going to give you a little update of what is to come. So first off, Thank you to those of you who have either answered a poll in um, Instagram uh, or social media of any sort that I have posted about biblical intimacy. And thank you for praying with me. If you chose the option of just praying and that the Lord would give me wisdom and discernment, I thank you so much. If you have gone that extra step and either messaged me personally, or if you have filled out that Google form, thank you, thank you, thank you. It means so much to me. If you have not had a chance to, I would still love to hear from you. You can go to bit.ly forward slash IMMC for it's me, Michelle Castro, slash or dash, dash, the dash thing that's in the middle, dash biblical intimacy. I gave you the wrong link last week. I did put the correct one in the show notes. So if you've struggled with that, sorry, my fault. Um, but bit.ly forward slash IMMC dash biblical intimacy. Go there, all lowercase. Go there, fill out the Google form. It can be as anonymous as you want it to be. You can leave your first name, answer all the questions, answer only the very last question that asks, would you listen to a podcast about biblical intimacy? And of course, each time I've talked about it, it's really been around marriage and um, sex and marriage. And but Intimacy is so much more than physical intimacy. There's also intimacy, spiritual intimacy with the Lord and just so much that is involved there. So if that speaks to you, please, please, please take a minute because I have asked that the Lord would use each of you to answer, um, to be his voice to me. So there's that. Number two, November. It's the month of thankfulness, right? And guess what? We're going to spend this month every Tuesday talking about gratitude. But I started thinking about, gosh, should I be like, you know, or thankful for our family and thankful and all of that is great. But I really want to take it from kind of a different approach. And my plan right now is to talk about how I am so grateful for the consistency and faithfulness of God, for the character of God, for the word of God, and then for eternal salvation. So that's how things look right now. That is the plan for November and December. Um, I'm going to be taking a break after the first couple of weeks in December. I will give you all the details on that and still praying through what the Lord has for um, the the coming year, 2024. So I know this was a longer episode, but thanks so much for sticking around. Really quick. 
Before you go, would you take a second to subscribe to the podcast? Wherever you are listening right now, go find out how you can subscribe. That way you're not going to miss a single episode. And secondly, if you like what you're hearing, would you leave me a review? A five-star review on Apple Podcasts would mean so much to me. Thanks again, and I'll see you next week.